public events. Some of you are half asleep, but you know we need to sort of get the enthusiasm level up a little bit if we're going to. Uh, Welcome into Honorado and Bagnardi, Chris Honorado on location at CDTA for the uh, Real Men Wear Pink kickoff party. Sean Bagnardi hanging out in his usual spot. How are you, Bags? I'm going to have to start the show by asking, are you a moron? I'm okay. You're at a real men wear pink event wearing what? Right, so all you rookies here. All right, all I see is gray and blue. I don't see it. Yeah, well, I got, I got the big pink bus behind me. You look good in pink. Yeah, well, I had to, I knew you were there. I figured, great, I'll, you know, support the team here a little bit. And then I turn on, and you look like you're at what? Some kind of funeral or something. Come on. Well, the pants, which you can't see, are pink. So, okay. You know, I, I got enough spread out. And, and I've always said, I'm not white. I'm actually pink. It's the only kind of coloring I get. So I'm always, you always, yeah, wearing the color of October as uh, we raise money here in the Capital Region for research uh, towards breast cancer, of course. And I'm, I'm so honored to, again, be one of the, the real men wear pink uh, with the Capital Region's American Cancer Society. So this is a cool event. I thought, you know what? We'll have a big pink bus behind us today as we kind of go through the world of sports, which is what we always do here on Honorado and Bagnardi. Last night, Shawnee, the Yankees finish off a sweep of the Indians, a wild back-and-forth game. New York wins 10-9. Unbelievable stuff. On what was a, a crazy sports day when you consider the fact that every single Major League Baseball playoff series was happening and you had game one of the NBA Finals. Yeah, I, I thought this Yankees game was there was going to be a serious jeopardy of this thing still going on during our show to, today. Uh, thought it would never end. I was able to actually watch the end of it when I got home, which was great because it followed it all throughout the night at work, even with the basketball game on. This was a wild one, like you said, man. Um, I don't know what really a ton of confidence in the, in the Yankees moving forward more than I already had. I guess it just sort of, you know, uh, drive home the fact that they're really, really good. And I wasn't worried about them hitting. Now, the nine runs allowed is a little bit concerning, but you had the rain delay and Tanaka, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm just as confident in the Yankees as I was beforehand. Are you? Because you really weren't. You? I'm, I'm more confident. Uh, they had lost six of their final eight regular season games, and and then they go out and, and put up 15 or 12 or whatever it was in game one, and the majority of that off the presumed AL Cy Young Award winner in Shane Bieber. I mean, they looked like a completely different team in game one as opposed to what their final two, three weeks of the season were. So then to follow up with game two and play the way they did and Gio Urshela breaking out with that grand slam, you know, to get down for nothing, Shawnee, and just continue to battle and fight long at bats the same way they had in game one. Uh, I was I was really impressed by the way the Yankees. But now that said, Cleveland is a team that has had a really bad twenty plus years in the postseason. Okay, I mean they've been owned by the Yankees the way the Twins have as well, right? Cleveland and Minnesota are two teams that just have really struggled to find postseason success rate lately. So let me see early on against the Rays, but but yes, through two games, I I was very impressed by what the Yanks were able to do.
Yeah, I don't. I don't really get into too much of um, what, what the team has done in recent years or recent history, unless it's the same roster. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't buy into that um, because it's a different team. It's a different season. All bets are off. But I will say the one concern about the Yankees offense for me was that as you get into the playoffs and now you're facing only that top tier talent, you know, you're not you're not beating up on the fourth and fifth guy in rotation anymore. You've got to do it against the best. But look what they did in game one against the best this season in the American League. The notion that you can just outscore teams and win in the playoffs, I still think you know, the pitch is going to have to be there for the Yankees to have real long-term success. But their offense is going to keep them in a ton of games that they maybe otherwise wouldn't be. Well, Garrett Cole was terrific in game one. We haven't mentioned him yet. Um, and, yes, I think that you're not going to beat the Rays the way the Yankees beat the Indians in games one and two. You're, you're going to have to grind out some wins and some at-bats. Um, but I think we saw, for all the power the Yankees displayed in games one and two, I think we saw some of those at-bats out of that. I, I would be encouraged, certainly if I'm a Yankees fan. How about the 22-run scored? I know you really love obscure stats. You think they're stupid. And, and, and I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one, but still I'll point it out. A Major League Baseball record 20. 22 runs scored in the first two playoff games, and it's a sweep. It's a two-game sweep. Uh, we've never seen it before, but that's where we are in 2020. How about some extremes from what we saw yesterday? I watched that Braves game. It was painfully long and filled with way too many strikeouts. But the Yankees-Indians game, 19 walks, Bags, and I wonder, what's worse? A game that has nearly 20 walks or a game that sets a record in the playoffs for most strikeouts. Walks. <laughs> strikeouts are a measure of success for somebody. Walks are not really a big measure of success for a batter. Um, yeah, it can be. It can have a great at bat and work out a walk. But when we set a record for walks, that's an indictment on pitching. Um, and yes, it, this, this is an easy one. Um, that's way worth to sit through all of those walks. Yes, you wind up with the highest scoring game, of course, uh, because walks always hurt you, but especially so in the playoffs. I'd much rather see a 0-0 game going to extra innings like we saw with the Braves than that offensive uh, battle that we saw with the Yankees. There were moments that were more exciting. You figure out the the offense is obviously more exciting, but if I got to sit through a four or five hour game, I'd rather be a defensive struggle than one that just has bad pitching. Uh, you just alluded to it here. Um, I don't know, man. I sat through 21 brave strikeouts and it was, it was painful. Um, but you just alluded to it here. Some records yesterday on top of the walks and the strikeouts that we saw. It's the longest nine-inning game in playoff history. Almost five hours, a nine-inning game played in Cleveland between the Yankees and Indians. It was the longest scoreless game between the Braves and the Reds. Eleven innings was the record. They went 12 scoreless. How about the longest losing streak now? That belongs to the Twins, and I know you say – yeah, the roster changes. The players are different. And and I buy most of that bags. But I wonder, as a Braves fan who hasn't seen their team win a playoff series since 2001, is it 
Is it somewhere in the clubhouse or the media that as you get to the postseason, even new players start to hear about it and then therefore think about it and squeeze the bat a little bit tighter? It, yes, it can be. I think when it gets to be something that's that long of a streak, it becomes a part of the narrative that you have to fight against. Just like when the Red Sox were trying to break the curse of the Bambino, you know, that's something that's there every year, even though obviously the roster's changing and the players are different. Um, but until you do it, until you get the players there who can set that aside, until you get LeBron James who's in Cleveland and can set that aside, put that narrative to bed by going out there and just being better than everybody else, it can play a role. It definitely can. Uh, when it's something that's that overwhelming, just because it's all around you, it surrounds you in the media, like you said, it becomes something in the clubhouse. And if it gives you just a little bit of doubt, then it's already beat you. And, and that's where, you know, it's going to take a great player or a great collection of guys who ignore that, who can just play through that and overcome that. We'll get to the rest of uh, what happened in baseball yesterday. Uh, are the Astros changing people's minds? I wonder what your thoughts on that, Bags. But before we do that, game two for the Braves is today. It's less than a couple of hours away at this point. And it's our guy, Ian Anderson, on the mound, the Shen grad. And uh, he met with the media yesterday to talk about now what will be his first postseason start, only seventh career major league start. I didn't think it was going to quite work out uh, in this fashion, but, um, you know, all the work that, that I was doing down there um, and, and everything that, that was happening down there was, was to prepare me for, for something like this. So um, I feel comfortable and, and, and confident going in, and um, that was kind of the way that, that I was treating um, being over at the alternate side, just trying to get better and then prepare myself for, for a situation like this. That's why you play the game. You, you want to go out there and play against the best, and, um, I think that always gives you, you know, a little, little more fire going out there. Um, and, and that's kind of always how I've been. I, I've always wanted to face the best teams. And, um, you know, I think that that's kind of that championship mentality that, that everyone in this locker room has. All right, what we learned yesterday is the Reds, the same way the Braves do, they swing and miss a lot, right? Yeah, I, I love Ian Anderson. He is – he is um, – He's professionally boring. You want a guy who's very humble. You want a guy who's not going to be one of these over the top, all about themselves. I mean, this is the kind of guy you want. Man, he is boring. He is boring. He sounds like... He was schooled somewhere by Bill Belichick. Now, he's only 22, so he hasn't had a ton of, like, different experiences with coaches. But, yes, somebody has schooled him on how to just play a flat baseline. And, honestly, Shawnee, look, it isn't just in, uh, in front of a microphone. He isn't a guy who's wild and crazy on the mound and in the dugout, and then he just turns it off for the media. Like, that is Ian Anderson. You, you yeah. literally have to, like, slap him to make sure there's a pulse. Even when he's on the mound and he's in a bases-loaded situation, the guy's as cool as can be. Now, the one thing he's had going for him, and he did talk about it yesterday in the Zoom call with the media, was that, you know, 
he probably anticipates today being a little bit easier as a first career playoff start because there are no fans, home or away. You know, there isn't that same pressure that kind of comes with there being a crowd of people, a two-strike count, and they're on their feet cheering like crazy for a strikeout. Or if you're on the road, uh, you know, obviously trying to get into your head and, and make it as much noise as possible in critical situations. So he said, hey, look, I don't know anything different, right? I've been a minor league pitcher my pro career. We don't get huge crowds. Like, this is kind of what I'm used to. Yeah, there is still a serious pressure here. I'll tell you what else helps, though. It's Freddie Freeman's base hit yesterday because if they're down 1-0, this is all of a sudden an elimination game, and he's pitching for their season. And for all intents and purposes, the guy kind of just got there. Um, so that that would really change the game for me. But now he's got a chance to go out there and close out a series, get his first playoff win, and, and get the Braves into the NLDS. So, look, you know this. We, we love this guy. We had him on the show. He's a great kid. He is very humble. He's a guy who, whether you met him or not, you just you got to root for him, even if, even if he wasn't a local guy. He's a, he's a guy you want to see have a lot of success because he's just a good kid. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's a really good chance he goes out there. I mean, yes, the Reds have a good lineup. How'd they do yesterday? You know, so are they going to have a bounce back game? It's possible, but maybe they don't. Maybe they're just, you know, it's baseball. You have two bad games in a row. You have stretches where, and that's really the, the sad thing about the 60 game season, right? Is that we didn't get to see a lot of the, the ebbs and flows of a full baseball season where, you know, a guy goes into a slump or has a slow start. That's his whole season. I mean, sometimes it takes guys for better or for worse, tens of games to even get going. I mean, Christian, Christian Yelich, like what's his batting average this year, but what would it have been over 162 games? Um, so yes, same thing now with a condensed playoff series where, you know, if, if this was just a, a bad two out of three for any given team in the middle of the summer, it wouldn't really matter, but now it's the playoffs and this is it. You don't even have a three out of five. So anything could happen out there this season, in this postseason, especially in this first round, I wouldn't be surprised if he went out there and got the win today. Well, I'll tell you what won't happen. The Dodgers won't lose to the Brewers. I know it got a little bit tight last night late, but but the Dodgers are going to win that series. Should be without any kind of problem. Uh, what about the Astros bags? Um, they were kind of gift-wrapped game one. We were watching at News Channel 13, a bases-loaded walk in the top of the ninth, and then all of a sudden the floodgates open a little bit, and Houston has the confidence to then finish it off in a two-game sweep uh, over the Twins. Carlos Correa yesterday post-game says, you know what, maybe we are changing some people's minds. Maybe we're making them forget about the sign-stealing scandal because we're proving we're a good baseball team. Can the Astros change your mind? Have they already? Or can they if they continue to win these playoffs? All right. I'd like you to put yourself in his shoes and answer this question for me. How have they proven that? By beating a Minnesota team that we just pointed out can't win a playoff game to save their life? Um, no, this is not. They, they, didn't just, they didn't just knock off the Yankees in the world's or in the, in the championship series or, um, you know, get themselves even to the ALCS. What, what, what are we talking about here? Is they proven they're a good team? They haven't, they've gotten through basically a playing series 
which wouldn't exist if not for it being a pandemic. If if they beat either the A's or the White Sox, does that change your tune? What do they have to do? Well, it doesn't change. It, I've always thought they were a pretty good team anyway, and that they it's like it's like Brady with Deflate Gate, right? It's like it, you know, it's a great quarterback, great team. They they could have won that game. What was it against the Raiders when you had Deflate Gate? They they could have won that game if they were throwing Colts. Colts was Deflate Gate. Colts, right? They could have won that game if, if they were throwing tennis balls, right? I mean, it does like it doesn't matter. But it just is, well, then why did you do it? So nothing is going to change my mind about whether or not they cheated, whether or not they were illegitimate, whether or not their success was illegitimate. Nothing's going to change my mind. Now, if they can go out and do it legitimately, great. Then I would think that this team in this season doing it legitimately is a good team that might be deserving of the success that they got. It's not going to sound retroactive. I don't think, here's the thing, I don't think the Astros can do anything in these playoffs in this year to eliminate any doubt of what they're capable of, if not cheating. Here's why. They haven't had to deal with a raucous road crowd. Let's find out in 2021 when when there's a little more outside pressure on this team. It's also just kind of a quirky playoff, right? Like they don't get into the postseason if we don't expand it this year. So, yeah, okay, you want to win a, a, a weird tournament in 2020? It proves that you guys are good baseball players, but can you really handle it? When, when fans are on you next year. And I hope that fans across Major League Baseball don't forget They're what not. this Astros team did. I, I hope that opening day next year we have full stadiums of fans and people are healthy and they're able to go to games and that they're able to really get on Bregman and Correa and Altuve and all these guys. Let's see that. Yeah, fans won't forget. And I think the more success this team has this year, the worse it could be for them next year because then people really won't forget. I mean, if this team goes on and wins the World Series, they're going to be top of mind um, even more so heading into next season. But either way, the fans will not forget. And again, I'll just circle back to his argument is just wrong to begin with because they haven't even proven anything yet in this season. So no, nobody's minds are changed yet. Uh, I'm live at CDTA for the Real Men Wear Pink kickoff party, the American Cancer Society. Of course, this is October 1st. Uh, We're going to spend all month raising as much money as possible uh, for breast cancer research. Uh, And I hope that you'll consider donating uh, to my efforts and and my campaign. Bags is wearing pink. He's a team player. Uh, And we've got a new member of the team here at Honorado and Bagnardi, and that is Capcom. We've got a new segment coming up after the break called Bank on It. Bags and I will make a couple of predictions. I know mine's going to come true. I know it's going to be right. Now you, I don't even know what it is yet, but I have my doubts already. We'll find out. Capcom, a new member here at Honorado and Bagnardi. Bank on it on the other side of this break. So, what does Capcom have that your bank doesn't? You'll love our lower fees and great rates and a team of financial experts who put you first. What's not to love? We even make it easy to switch. Visit us and open your account today. 
and find out what it's like to bank where you matter most. Oh, you turned your mic off. Yeah, come on. Rookie move. We're back on Honorado and Bagnardi, live from the Real Men Wear Pink uh, kickoff party. I was trying to give you a little more airspace when I'm not talking, so I've been shutting down the mic here to knock off some of the background noise, but this is what happens. Then I forget to turn it back on because I'm a complete idiot. I'm not wrong about this thought, though, when it comes to the NBA Finals bags, and I, I truly, truly believe this. I'm not overreacting here. NBA Finals is over, man. I saw enough last night when Miami went up by 13 early. Yeah, that was that might have just been enough for the entire series to tick off LeBron James enough. And I know Davis had the big night when you look at the the scoring column, but this is LeBron's team. He's the one who makes it go. And as much as I love the Heat, and I do, I love Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic and Jimmy Butler, and I like Spo. I think he's underrated as a coach. They're done. They're done. The series is over. Yeah, here's what last night reinforced for me. Um, This is a mismatch. This is a bad matchup for the Heat. Like, you know, the Heat Heat were a bad matchup for the Bucs, right? It was just a bad one-on-one kind of matchup. And the Bucs maybe would have been a a worse matchup for the Lakers than the Heat are. But they, they don't have the size to compete with the Lakers. They don't have, frankly, they don't have the talent. You know, basketball is about oftentimes, especially in the playoffs, who has the best player on the floor. Okay, but Beggs, don't you like, I mean, are you not with me? I like Miami's roster more than I like LA's roster. No, because here's why. It's about the top tier guys, especially in the playoffs. And the Lakers don't just have the best player on the floor. They have the best two players on the floor, and that is a huge advantage. And who's the third best player? Probably Jimmy Butler, right? And where is he compared to LeBron or Anthony Davis? He's a he's a big step down from those two guys. So if that's your number one versus number two, one and two that are way up here, and you don't have the size to even compete and stay on the floor. I mean, is Olenek going to play more minutes? Like he hasn't, but. This is just a major, major mismatch, a really bad matchup for a good week. Here's where I'll give Miami a puncher's chance because I think Spolster is really good about adjusting. Now, Miami hasn't been in any kind of series hole this whole postseason. This is the first time they've trailed a playoff series down 1-0. But I like Spolster's ability to adjust. I personally would play more zone. I was really disappointed in the number that Miami gave up 116. I would play more zone. I don't believe that the Lakers will make threes over the course of a series the way they did in last night's first half. You saw him cool down in the second half. You cannot let LeBron get to the rim the way he did last night. It just opens things up. Even Kuzma getting into the lane too easily and dropping off for guys like Anthony Davis. So you've got to pack that thing in if you're Miami, especially if Bam Adebayo cannot play the rest of the way. He's got the shoulder injury. Wow. When you talk about matching up with Anthony Davis, Adebayo's their best shot to do that. It isn't Kelly Olynyk. So no. if they don't have Bam, you've got to get really creative with your defensive strategy in order to try to keep the Lakers away from the rim. Uh, yes, you're not wrong, but they they have enough 
shooters, right? If KCP is going, Davis can, we saw he, he can shoot from the outside just as well. They have enough zone busters on this team to be successful. And it's just it, ultimately, yes, Spolster will make adjustments. And I, and I would still say that he can win a game in this series. I don't think it's just going to easily be a sweep based on one game. I think that would be an overreaction, but I'm with you about the series being over because ultimately it highlights just how poorly the Heat do match up. And even with an adjustment like going to the zone, I think the Lakers have enough to make an adjustment in their game plan. LeBron's going to get his, Davis going to get his no matter what. And they just have too much from the outside. I mean, Craig, if Rondo is going to knock down shots, and like, like it's just, it's not going to happen for Miami. It's just not going to happen. You had this stat yesterday, and I love it. Uh, LeBron James prior to last night was one and eight in NBA Finals Game One. Yeah. Well, now he's two and eight. This is his tenth Finals appearance. The only other time, Bags, he won Game One. His Heat went on to win a seven-game series against the San Antonio Spurs. So it didn't come easily the last time he won Game One, but he did end up winning the series. Yep. Um, didn't have Anthony Davis. Uh, this is look. This is your... he had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, yeah, and he had Ray Allen. Yeah, but he was against a good first team. You're talking a seven-game series. That's more about the opponent. This is about. Look, you take the entire NBA, the entire NBA, you get two of the top five guys in your starting lineup. And this is what we really feared as a league when these two guys got together to start this season is, okay, but but is that enough? If Yeah, you have to surround them. We know you can't just do it only with two guys. You have to surround them with enough talent. But looking at just that at the top, this is basketball. And the best player on a team can carry a team to incredible places compared to any other sport. Now, individually, LeBron can do that. And individually, Anthony Davis can do that to some degree. You put these two guys together, what's going to happen if they figure it out? Well, obviously, it didn't take long for them to figure it out. They've had success all season. They're the number one seed in the West. And what it shows is in basketball – Top two players, it's just too much. It's too much. It can be too much to handle. They haven't been tested this postseason, Fred. They have not been tested. And if they win this series in five games, this will easily be, easily be the simplest run to a championship for LeBron James or the least difficult, the path of least resistance. And why not do it again even next year? I mean, it, again, if you have those top two guys at the top to surround them with enough, um, they're going to be the prohibitive favorites. Uh, LeBron is is dangerously close to becoming the all-time leader in NBA Finals losses. Jerry West has 31 of them. He played in nine NBA Finals. I believe his record was 1-8 and eight with the Lakers in those NBA Finals appearances. Elgin Baylor's in there, too. He was teamed up with Jerry West on a lot of those squads. LeBron is two behind Jerry West with 31 NBA Finals losses. If, if he doesn't lose more than two, and, and you and I don't think that'll happen, then he'll avoid the history for at least one more year. Uh, but we've got a new segment on the show. He played in 50 NBA Finals games, LeBron James. Yeah. That's absurd. That is absurd. That's almost his whole baseball season. 
and he just isn't – I mean, he's still the best player on the planet, and I don't even think it's close. I know you guys have Durant, and when Durant's healthy, he's really good. I just don't think it's all that close, man, at 35 and soon to be 36 years old in December that LeBron James is still a gap, that he's the best player on the planet. I think he's still the best player because he's the most com complete player. I think that other guys obviously do things better than him, but when you take the whole package into account, he is still the best player. And at his age now, we have to start looking at this. It's really incredible what he's doing. He's doing it. He's doing it better later than anybody ever has, including Jordan. Oh, we got people watching here. Bags, our guy, Brian Perry. What's up, Brian? Good morning. He's got his doubts that people are going to forget about the Astros uh, cheating scandal. And, yeah, you and I are, are both kind of with him there. We certainly hope they won't forget. Uh, Bags, we, we talked about it going into the last break. We've got a new partner on the show, and that's Capcom. We thank them for their support here on Honorado and Bagnardi, and especially for teaming up with us on this brand new segment we have on the show called Bank on It, baby. Wow. All right, Bank on It, presented by Capcom, Federal Credit Union right here on Honorado and Bagnardi. It's where Shawnee and I get to take our swing at a prediction. I know mine's going to come right here. I, I, I went a little soft, I will admit. I'm not taking a huge swing, but I want to make sure that my first bank on it can hold up over time. So here's my bank on it. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, before you say, keep in mind, these are not like we make predictions during the show. This is different now, okay? Bank on it is you are locking this in. Right. This is you, you, you literally can go take this to the bank. You can drive down to Capcom and put this in and know that it's going to be there when you want to take it out because this is a guarantee. All right. And we're going to keep track, by the way, which one of us has a better bank on Ooh. it. All right. We're keeping track because this is now the real deal of predictions. I like that. Okay. Here I, here I go, Bags. Bank on it. LeBron James will not only come closer to Michael Jordan in terms of NBA Finals and NBA Championships, he will draw closer to Jordan in terms of NBA Finals MVPs. Jordan has the record. He's got six of them, right? He played in six. He won all six NBA Finals MVPs. LeBron is grouped with, with a few guys who have three NBA Finals MVPs. LeBron's your finals MVP this year, despite what Anthony Davis did in game one in his 34 points. LeBron wins finals MVP. He climbs another notch closer to MJ for greatest of all time with his fourth NBA finals MVP. And with enough gas in the tank, which I believe LeBron has, six is not completely out of the question bags. Bank on it. LeBron James is this year's NBA finals MVP. All right, here's mine. Bank on it, Chris. The Miami Heat, the Miami Heat will win game two of the NBA Finals. I know this is going out on a limb based on what we saw last night because of all the things we've talked about. They're a bad, bad matchup. The Lakers are the prohibitive favorites. They are better, period. But they're going to get one game in this series, and this is going to be the one because Spolstra will make enough of an adjustment. 
The Lakers will. I'm not going to say they're going to relax, but they, they know this series is over. They've also lost one game in every series, even being the prohibitive favorite, even being a bad matchup for everybody else. They're going to find one, and I think it's going to be in game two because the Heat will make the adjustment first, and then after that, the Lakers will adjust back, and this thing will be done. But game two will go to the Miami game. I like that. I like that. We talked about the defensive adjustments maybe that Spo makes and, and Miami finds a way to get game two. I also like it because if Miami wins Friday night, it'll give a lot of people this false hope that we've got something of a series coming between the Heat and the Lakers. And you and I both think that that's probably not going to happen. Coach Archer's watching. Thank you, Leslie. Great to see you. And, and thank you for your donation to Real Men Wear Pink here. She says, loving the pink. That's bad. Show about, about me, not you. Show about me. Here we go. We're going to see the pants. Oh, boy. Okay. How about the pants? All right. All right. Good. All right. Good. We got pink pants, man. I'm, I'm not I'm not shorting the people. Before. We got a huge pink bus behind me, too, if that's not enough. That's a good-looking bus. You know what? I like this, too. And we didn't say it, but let's, let's, let's lean in on bank on it. My guy, Nick. Hey, lean in here. Come on. Lean in here. All right. Here's the man. From CDTA, okay, ran the press conference today and the pink blazer. So, Bags, he's already outdone me with I just have the yeah, pink pants. We got to get Chris a new outfit, I know, you know but I know times are tough for him right now. Yeah, not enough you know, he's trying to make a dollar stretch a lot farther than a dollar should. Yeah, it's true, it's true. It's bad when you team up with me, that says something bad about your career. I can't hear you, so he's no. gonna translate. I got the headphones, be, and he's gonna be he says, if be, I have to work with him, then we know it's bad. Hey, thanks, you guys. I really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Appreciate Thank you. Me. All right. The man of the hour, Karma Sale from CDTA. That was that was awesome. Uh, but what I was saying, Banks, let's lean into bank on it here because yeah. we want people who are watching, give us your prediction. Give us your bank on it. I'm, I'm down with that. And Nick says he wants to bank on Burrow winning his first game Sunday, Bengals-Jags. Okay. I like it. I can get behind that. I can get behind that one. I'm not going to bank on it. But I'll get behind it. I'll show my support. I, I like it too. I'll I think co-sign, I'll co-sign, but I'm not going in all the way. I think Burrow has uh, has played really well to start the year, and and I I think they beat the Jags too. I'll, I'll take that one. I'll yeah. take that one. I like it. You got bank on it. Send them our way. Uh, presented by Capcom. Good, good stuff. Bag says the Heat win game two. I say LeBron wins NBA Finals MVP, despite what Anthony Davis did in game one all right when we come back here are we worried about the nfl season continuing this year titan steelers has now been postponed beyond week four right we thought hey week one or sunday they won't play but maybe they play monday or tuesday no now the nfl has said the game is off and we'll try to get it in what does that mean for the rest of the season as we move closer to the middle of 2020's NFL season. That's next right here on Honorado and Bagnard. Depressed, overworked, job sucks, underappreciated. When life sucks, <laughs> Just say Dillagaff. Our clothing line puts the F.U. back into fun. 
Nothing will give you greater satisfaction. Dillagaff isn't just an attitude, it's a lifestyle. Some people ride the crazy train, we drive that mother. Check out our selection at DillaGaffUSA.com. Live at the Real Men Wear Pink Kickoff Party Bags. I'm, uh, by most definitions, a man. Um, and I wear pink, damn it. Because I look good in pink, all right? You do. You And you'll go some unique outfits, not just the pants. You'll go pink socks sometimes with shoes that don't match. I mean, you, you will, you'll force it. You'll force the issue when it comes to the wardrobe. And that's what people like about you. I didn't ask for that. Didn't ask for that. Um, but yes, you you have you have a you have a unique style. I don't think that's a compliment. Uh, let's get into the NFL here. Uh, are we worried, Bags? Are you worried about the NFL season continuing now that we have our first real instance of uncertainty? With this season, the Steelers-Titans game has been postponed. The NFL said we're still going to try to play it Monday or Tuesday. That was the news last night. You wake up this morning, and the game's off. And they say we'll try to play it somewhere down the road. Now, look, baseball didn't have everybody play 60 games. The Marlins fell a few games short. Um, So maybe Tennessee and Pittsburgh are forgiven for missing one game. But does this speak, in your mind, to a potentially larger issue? No. I think I think we're going to be okay here. Now, if the season is going to get canceled, for God's sake, please do it before the Jets play the Broncos tonight. Um, but, no, this is, this is not going to be a huge issue because we've seen it in other sports. We've seen it overcome in other sports. We've only seen it overcome, frankly. And I don't think that the, the NFL is seriously committed to playing this season here, no matter what. And as bad as this may look, I think they've got good protocols. I think they've got uh, a good system in place to be able to take this kind of blow and move on. Could there be a widespread thing at any given point? Yeah, like that's what we've seen from coronavirus is that it could it could change and it could change quickly. But I think the league has enough set up to be able to handle this. And I think ultimately this team will get played. I think everybody will play 16. And I think we're going to be okay. Okay, you, th- you said you think everybody plays 16. If they don't, what's an acceptable number for you? How many games do you have to play to be considered a complete season and postseason eligible? Like it depends on their division. It depends on the record. It depends on where they are. You know, you could let a team, you could let a team go with fourteen win with fourteen games played if they got the division one by more than two games or something like that, right? And but with all the different with the added wild card spot, you know, things are going to be. You don't want it to get messy. You don't want it to get messy where. It's like, well, you've got a couple of teams fighting for that extra spot, and one or two of them haven't played the same number of games as one or two other ones. You don't want it to get there. But, again, I don't think it will. I think the league will absorb this and be okay. And at the end of the day, I think everybody's still going to play 16. All right, let's have a little fun here, Bags. Last week we did uh, Name That Quarterback. Today we're doing Name That Team. Oh, boy. This team is last in rushing yards. 
second to last in total yards, and second to last in points per game. In other words, they're struggling. Name that team. What do you got? 12.7? Okay. It is the Giants. Yeah. It is the Giants. I thought you might thought I might get you and that you would firmly take the Jets. You didn't. Uh, no. But it, it, it's the Giants. Now, the Jets <laughs> – let me throw these categories back up at you. The Jets are last in total yards. Yeah. The Jets are last in points per game. I, so that's the only, why it was not, too, not enough points for the for – <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only team worse than the Giants in those categories are the Jets. Thanks, Lizzie. Lizzie Hunter from the American Cancer Society. Dropping me off something here, bags. Oh, goodie bag. Ooh. Goodie bag from, from today's alcohol? event. Anything alcohol? Uh, no, I doubt it. No. I mean, uh, you want me to – let me get into it here yeah, for you, let's all right? Do it. Let's do it. What do we got? Uh, we got a uh, – oh, I'm going to lose stuff. I'm going to lose stuff. Uh, Bam Bams. They're called Bam Bams. Don't know what they uh, – I, I think you bang them together. You bang them together, I think. Make some noise. I got a pin. I'll put that on during the next break. Got a pin. Got some pens. Now, this is where it's at right here because everybody needs a mask these days. Sure. There's a good mask. Really good mask. Yeah. Uh, and a tie. And there's a tie. And a tie. Okay. All right. Nice. Um, here's what we don't want to see. No more ties. How about no more ties you just in the NFL this season? Tie. All right. No ties. No ties. We, we, we did it. We saw it. It was bad football, and both teams chose to tie, which makes it even worse from week three. They decided we would rather tie than potentially lose. Play to win, right? Play to win, as, as Herm Edwards would say, you play to win the game. Here, the, here, in my mind, the week four games to watch bags, you want to throw any into the mix, go for it. Patriots, Chiefs, Bills, Raiders, Browns, Cowboys. Now, I know you're thinking me. Browns, Cowboys. Why do I want to watch it? Because I think this is a game where we'll learn a little something about these two teams. Are the Cowboys for real? If the Cowboys are for real, they beat the Browns in convincing fashion. And if the Browns are for real, you see the 2-1 and one record, if they're for real, they find a way to beat what has been an underwhelming Dallas team so far. If Dallas, I'm with you, those are the games. If Dallas loses that game, their division is so bad, just so bad. But if they lose that game, they're still the hands-down favorites as far as you're concerned to win the East? Yes, yes. I'm, How sad is that? I'm on Dallas still because I think even at one and three, right, if they lose to Cleveland, even at one and three, I think they're still – they still have the best roster of talent in that division. How many teams start one and three and you say, yes, they're still clearly the, the favorites to win the division, not that they make the playoffs? Only when the rest of the teams in that division don't yet have a win. I mean, Washington's got one. Yeah, Washington's got one. Yeah, that division, that's, that, that's the worst in football, right? That is bad. That is the team without a name. Uh, Nick says, yeah, please, no more ties. Play to win the game like yeah. that. Uh, Pat's chief. Pats Chiefs, that is the game, though, to watch, right? That's the number one for you here? Yes. Yes, Pats Chiefs, 
Let's find out if Belichick defensively finds an answer for Patrick Mahomes and his ridiculous stable of, of weapons. Yeah. And, you know, there's intrigue with what Cam has done here through three games to see if he can kind of have that ball control offense where they run it enough with him to keep Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, as his mom pointed out on Monday Night Football, don't call my son Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Um, don't your boys have a good one this week? Packers? No, Packers on Monday night against the 0-3 Falcons. Oh, but I was just thinking Monday night. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's not But But Atlanta, you know, has been in games this year. Uh, they're not a bad football team. They just they just know how to lose games in critical moments. Yeah, they sure do. They sure do, Chris. They sure do. <laughs> yeah, and Super Bowls, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, what – Depending upon what happens tonight, do you think this could be the last game for Adam Gase on the Jets' sideline? Well, it's possible. It is possible. I Yes, obviously you're, you're asking if they lose, is he gone? I, I think he should be. I think he would be if it was up to me. I'm going to say the answer is no. Beggs, you know what? For as ugly as it is at times – they're seven and twelve with Gase there, which means oh, wow. I know, but hear me out here. Which means they finished seven and nine last year, right? Like not bad, especially when you consider the fact that Darnold missed three games with mono, mm-hmm. and that their best defensive player C.J. Mosley missed all season. Now he isn't playing this year either because he opted out. But when you consider those two things, like a seven and nine season last year was not bad. Zero and three and they look like the worst team in the NFL. That's If they lose to Denver, I would fire him. It's a long week, right? You play Thursday and not again until Sunday. For me, it would be I've seen enough. There's zero growth out of Darnold. And that, to me, I don't – wins and losses are one thing. Darnold is regressing under Gase in a lot of ways. And it, it's been an ugly three weeks to start the season for all the good Darnold did last year, Bags, when he came back from Mono. In my mind, it's been erased by this three-week start. Yeah, you're right about the losing. Yes, obviously, at some point, you've got to win games or there's a big problem. But if you see some kind of growth, you can tolerate it, especially when you know the team isn't that great to begin with. It's so similar to what I saw in basketball with my Nets team when they had Coach Kenny Atkinson. They weren't winning a lot of games, but you could see something starting there and the talent, the young talent developing. You could see it was going the right direction. There has not been one sense for one moment under Adam Gase that this thing is actually going the right direction, and that's the bigger issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there 100%. Uh, that said, Jets win tonight or Broncos? Who do you like? You know what? I'm taking the Jets. I'm not going to go as far as to bank on it, okay, because I already used my bank on it today. But I'm going to say the Jets do get a win in tonight's game. The Broncos, the Broncos have – 57 people who are hurt. They, they, they don't even know who's going to be on the field tonight. It's a, it's a JV squad of what already wasn't a great team. Yes, the New York Jets get on the board tonight in prime time. <laughs> All right, Braves are about an hour away. You know what that means for me, Shawnee. I've got to get on the road because I'm on location. i got to get on the road. Yep. Get home and settled for that noon first pitch with Ian Anderson from Shen on the mound uh, to try to sweep, two-game sweep, the Cincinnati Reds. It'd be the Braves' first playoff series win 
in 19, 18 years, 18 years, been a long time. Uh, and it's, I was young. I was young then. And it's a major asterisk with two games. Come on. It's not even a, that's not a, that's not a playoff series. Baseball, they should all be best out of seven, as we've often talked about. And obviously this year is going to be different when you expand things the way you do. Um, but even that normal first round being three out of five is a joke, given that you play 162 games in a season. Um, so, yes, major asterisk. That doesn't even count. I'll count it if they go win the next series. Okay. But you are clearly the favorites in this in this series and this should be a sweep. This should be two games. Go get it done. Go get it done. Go get it done with Ian Anderson. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know about clear favorites. Cincinnati's pitching and starting pitching has been really good all year long. But you, if you find a way to win the game that Bauer starts, you now have yeah. to win the series, right? Like you, you could have chalked up game one. All right, we lost Trevor Bauer. It's going to be the National League Cy Young Award winner. But now that you've beaten, you've won that game that Bauer started, you have to find a way to, to win this series, and you better right. get it done today, in my opinion. Like game Yankees. three, all bets are off. Right, like the Yankees, you beat Bieber, you gotta you gotta close the door. Yep. All right, this has been cool. Our first on location show. We're gonna do more of these. I know as as things start to open back up again, fingers crossed that we'll be able to kind of get back out on location together, bags. But for the time being, if we can send one of us out somewhere. We will definitely do that, and today's cause was was definitely worthy in our mind to be at the Real Men Wear Pink American Cancer Society kickoff at CDTA. So our yeah. thanks to CDTA for hooking us up with internet and a location with the pink bus behind us. Good, good stuff. And if if you if you are able, I I encourage you to donate uh, to my Real Men Wear Pink campaign. I know not everyone is able to, but as they say, even a dollar makes a difference. So thank you to everyone who's already donated. And we'll continue to donate over the course of this month of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I will donate despite the fact that you didn't invite me to today's event. <laughs> we have to stay socially distant. Oh. And if I can continue to use that as an excuse into 2021 and 2022 and 2020 to not be all that close to you, then I will do that. Okay. And I will do that. Good luck to your Jets tonight, Bags. Thanks for watching, everybody. We are back next week here on Honorado and Bagnardi.